Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle, Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Yes, indeed. And stocks apparently rallied overnight, but we have seen wild swings in the past week, especially in natural gas prices. How do all of these things fit into The Bigger Picture, Ryan? Yeah, wild swings indeed. Uh, that seems to have calmed down a bit as some investors bet that Russia will help Europe avoid a full-blown energy crisis. Uh, of course, uh, it kind of leaves people into two camps, you know, whether that will happen or not. And you've got Russian President Vladimir Putin saying his country is prepared to come up with more supply to help stabilise the market. But that is becoming a bit of a power play of a different kind. To get a bigger picture, we've got Suresh Tantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Morning, Suresh. How are you doing this Friday morning? Good morning, Dan. I'm doing good. Hey, Suresh. Glad to have you on. Now, let's get help first to kind of give us a context of what's happening with the energy crisis. You've got uh, Russia stepping in to promise more supply but there have been some points of contention around their Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Can you give us an overview of what's happening in Europe? Yeah, I think it's a very unusual situation in the energy uh, market right now. There was a very strong demand during summer and the winter is also expected to be very cold. As a result, companies have been uh, storing the LNG in advance and that's why prices are shooting Mm. up. So we are seeing some commitment from Russia to provide uh, supplies to the European countries and that might calm down the market, but eventually it depends on the weather. If uh, the winter turns out to be very cold, it's quite likely that uh, prices remain very high. So Suresh, is this something that would just be high for a while and then go away and this in fact be transitory or, or will this be the way for quite some time? It's a very seasonal story. So I think prices could remain high during the winter. But once winter is over next year, around the second quarter, I think prices should come down as the demand uh, uh, from consumers wane. So this is going to be the the trend for the next uh, few months. Of course, a lot of contention around the Nord Stream 2 pipeline because of political reasons. Uh, It seems like Russia is trying to hold back on gas supplies by the usual route through Ukraine. And they are trying to get approval for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Do you have an uh, indication of how things are panning out on that front? I think it's a very political consideration because earlier the European countries had not approved the Nord Stream uh, pipeline from Russia. Mm. And that's why there is a shortage of the gas in uh, Europe. Now, after the commitment from the uh, the president of the Russia, it's quite possible that we, we see more supplies and uh, the market comes down. But end of the day, I think it depends on the weather. If uh, the weather turns out to be cold, then prices are going to remain high. But if it is uh, slightly warmer than expected, then I think demand will come down and prices can also um, come down. Yeah, there's been some headlines describing it as Russia holding Europe um, hostage to the energy crisis. How much will this push the European countries to uh, become greener and diversify into their own uh, more independent sources of energy? The European countries have already been pushing towards that goal. They have a climate uh, decarbonization goals for 2050. And as a result, they have been supporting the renewable energy space. But this transition takes time. And during this period, you still need fossil fuel Mm. to support your industries and consumers. 
And that's why there is so, so much of a strong demand for natural gas right now, given that the global economy has been recovering. All right, Suresh, let's take a look at how all this will impact businesses and the economy, uh, because it does mean higher prices. Someone has to pay for it. So what will be the impact on growth and businesses? I think it's quite possible that you see higher cost for companies and consumers in Europe because electricity prices have shot up, gas prices have been going up. So that's going to eat into the margins mm-hmm. of the companies. Having said that, uh, the economies are still recovering. So the growth outlook, I think, is still very strong for European uh, economies. So they can cope uh, with the rising cost. And that's why we are still suggesting investors and clients to buy this dip in the European equity market because we think eventually markets will bounce back. Okay, and with the rising prices, not just in um, energy, but across the board, how much will this pressure central banks to raise rates earlier to curb this inflation pressures? I don't think central banks will be, in a, will be in a hurry to hike policy rate because they can do very little by hiking rates uh, to curb the cost of rising the electricity or uh, energy prices. I think most likely all the central banks will still remain accommodative. Mm. ECB is far away from hiking rates anytime soon. They are not even going to taper their balance sheet uh, in the next couple of quarters. So I think central banks will remain accommodative to support the economic recovery and they won't be in a hurry to hike policy rates. Yeah, you pointed out the ECB might not be tapering, but we've got a Fed signaling possible tapering in the next two to three months. Uh, How much of a negative catalyst is that going to be for markets? I think it's very well telegraphed in the market because they have been communicating this message for a while. So we expect Fed to announce tapering in the November meeting and the tapering to be over by the middle of next year. So tapering is not going to have much impact on the market because it's uh, uh, well known by investors. So everybody is now looking for the interest rate hike. And we think the first rate hike will come only in 2023. And before that, rates are not going to go up, which means uh, economies and companies can still continue to grow, which is good for the uh, equity market. And Suresh, you mentioned um, me buying on the dips for Europe. Does this mean cutting exposure from elsewhere, for example, China, technology, uh, where we've seen many issues really weigh down on those um, sectors? I think right now you need to be more specific. So focus on the cyclical markets and sectors uh, which are expected to recover from the pandemic. So we like uh, European equities and uh, Japanese equity market. Mm-hmm. China and Hong Kong, we are still a bit more cautious given the um, issue with the Evergrande and uh, the economic slowdown. So I think China market could remain range bound for a short time. Mm. Investors are better off uh, focusing on economies which are recovering and those would be Europe and Japan. Okay, that'll be one to watch. Uh, mainland China, of course, the markets are there reopening today after Golden Week holidays. We've been chatting with Suresh Tantia. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for Credit Suisse. Suresh, thanks for your time and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.